This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars podcast with Jim and Tom. And Tom, we've got a, a TV show that we're going to review, a little bit of an episode of the Mando Minutes. And we're going to review uh, what might be the worst movie we've ever watched in our lives. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, we've lost another legend, uh, David Prose. Yep. Body of Darth Vader passed away at 85, which is... Another gift that 2020 keeps dropping on us. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he was 70 or 85, so 2020 still sucks, but, you know. But I just wanted to make sure we we said a little bit about that. This episode's going to be a little different. We usually review the main movie last, but we're going to review the movie first. Because, uh, you know, we're (laughs) going to get away. We're going to start with the band. David Prose passing away, jujitsu, and then we're gonna go into the Mando minutes. So uh, we watched a movie, yeah. And, and full spoiler alerts to Nicolas Cage's family who's going to watch this. Uh, we watched a movie <laughs> that came out uh, a week ago uh, called Jujitsu. Yeah. It stars. It's got like it's got people that we've talked about before. Yeah, we've got great some great cast. Yeah, yeah. Tony Jaw, Nicolas Cage. Frank Grillo, uh, Elaine Mossi, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, who is a, who is the? He's the guy who's a stunt cord, stunt actor who gets lead roles. Right. Yeah. And apparently, he only like the last three movies I think he's done has been with the director of this movie, Dimitri Logothetis, who continues <laughs> to swindle money. Out of production <laughs> companies, and my my first question to this movie: Who signed off and said this is a good idea to give twenty eight million dollars to this man to make this movie? I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. I don't even know where. Uh, is most of that Nicolas Cage? I don't even know. I think we got to stop watching Nicolas Cage's movies. Um, because all he's going to do is like buy some dinosaur bones or, you know, buy another castle with this stupid, yeah. um, definitely i am never, ever watch anything by whoever Dimitri is. <laughs> Dimitri Logothetis. He, he's worse than you. What's his name? Yui Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> this is worse than anything he's ever done. He, I mean, he did the second kickboxer, which was wow. also starred Alain Moussi. Moussi. Yeah. Well, the new kickboxers, not yeah, the... retri- retribution, I think. Yeah, but I was reading that Nicolas Cage. Like, that's the reason why I picked this movie. I was like, Nicolas Cage, ninjas in Cyprus. This is chaos. <laughs> this is absolutely chaos. And it goes goes without saying. This is the first movie shot exclusively in Cyprus, which is huge. Ugh. It's got to be big for their economy, which is fantastic. But yeah, it it it's also maybe a blemish on our movie industry that we're the first people to go over there 
or Nicolas Cage. Yeah, we sent Nicolas Cage and, and this, some jokers over there. Yeah, he's he's our uh, he's our ambassador of film over <laughs> in Cyprus. But as I'm watching this, and I know you watched it a little earlier than I did, and you you warned me and said, you know, uh, I've been watching it for 15 minutes. I took two breaks. <laughs> It took, it took and that's me, five minutes of credits. Yeah. Oh, my God. The beginning. It, it's all credits. I watched – it took me about three and a half hours to watch this movie. Uh, I did yeah. laundry. Yeah. I was doing the cat litter. I took a walk. I almost took a nap. It was um, – the way I summed this up, because Chelsea didn't watch all of this with me. She only watched about 30 minutes of it. But she goes, Good what's the movie her. about? Yeah. She's like, what's the movie about? I said, if 2020 were a movie, it would be this. A- absolute yeah. chaos. Uh, completely different storylines trying to connect each other, and you're just trying to survive. They watched Giver, they watched Predator, they watched John Wick, they watched every great like sci-fi movie, or and and took the worst part of that movie. Yeah, and 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 made this and like just cut it, just cut, not even like barely changed names. They just yeah. cut and paste. And then found actors that would do it. I don't understand why anybody's in this. Like Frank Grillo was on the up. Yeah. You know he was he was doing good things and going places. This is this is a major step down. Like <laughs> Tony Jaws in this movie. I feel bad for these people. I feel like they either they have terrible agents and they're like, yeah, take this movie. It's with Nick Cage. It's going to be you know billion dollar blockbuster. Or they Jiu-jitsu. owe child support. And everybody's like, well, I don't know jiu-jitsu. <laughs> well, don't worry. Because <laughs> yeah, there's zero jiu-jitsu in this entire movie. It's, this, this is kind of like an open workout at a UFC gym where everyone's grunting and, like, doing poses. <laughs> That's the whole movie. Uh, like, I'm, there, I'm looking, uh, spoilers, I, right? We said spoilers. Yeah. yeah. There is legitimate. This. No this. There's, there's 15 seconds of, of jiu-jitsu with the fat guy yeah. that carries the war club. Um, that's the only jujitsu I've seen in this. Yeah. I'm no expert, but I mean, I, I took, you know, about five years of jujitsu and I, 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 I was suspicious when I saw Nick Cage and Tony Jaw and Tony Jaw is fantastic, but he's a, you know, he's a Thai style fighter. Yeah. That's what he's known for. And, but Frank Grillo has been training like for everything. So I was like, well, maybe he's the jujitsu. He had an MMA show. Yeah, and you know this Elaine Mosi. I know I knew him from the UFC podcast. He was in, uh, interviewed on it, and he was talking he, about his love for MMA, his love for jujitsu. Nicholas Cage actually practices jujitsu. I'm not surprised. With good, he probably with does it. Yeah, I was gonna say in Hollywood, Gracie, California. He's probably you know they have everybody come in there. Yeah, who's that Hickson uh, over there? Uh, I don't know who it. Yeah, it started with Hickson, but I, it's his kids now. It's uh, they they do the. Um, if you watch their YouTube show, they they re, redo every like uh, stoppage. They show yeah, you, I, you know how they would have got out of it and stuff like that. But um, I, I think he's the one that trains um, Brian Ortega in UFC. Okay. Either way, these people knew what jujitsu was. Maybe yeah. Dimitri Loga, whatever. Didn't know jujitsu. It it clearly clearly didn't know what uh, jujitsu was. Let's read the synopsis. I have two of them, and 
And they're both like one. The lead, the lead on IMDb is every six years, an ancient order of jujitsu fighters join forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hang in the balance. I don't. One, it wasn't alien invaders. It was one guy. Yeah. It was. And if they said it was the one guy that that trained them two thousand years ago. Yeah. So it's so. it's. It's uh, one of the Gracies from Brazil, <laughs> time traveling and coming back into this movie. Uh, and then here's the second one. This one's a little bit more of a little in-depth. When Jake Barnes, a master jiu-jitsu fighter, false, refuses to face Brack, or Brax, an indomitable alien creature, the, fu- the future of humanity hangs in the balance. Injured and suffering from severe amnesia, Jake is captured by a military squad unequipped to fight the merciless intruder who has descended upon the planet. Jake is rescued by Wiley, Nicolas Cage, and an ancient order of jiu-jitsu fighters who must help him recover his memory and regain his strength in order to band together and defeat Brax in an epic battle that will determine the fate of mankind. None of that's true. It's the biggest lie I've ever read. (laughs) First of all, nobody does jiu-jitsu. That's that's huge because the movie's name is jiu-jitsu. There's no such thing as a band of jiu-jitsu fighters. It's like it's just a school. I, I don't even know what you would call that. You would call it maybe Brazil. Yeah, not one <laughs> like, key in this entire movie. No, no like arm lock. Well, one arm lock, but no chokes, nothing. No kimuras, um, nothing. Nothing. Uh, they don't band together because they never fight. There's only one-on-one fights Yeah. throughout this whole thing. And I, I know that's a movie trope. Bad guys only attack one at a time. But even the good guys only attacked one at a time. Yep. There, There's 30 different times, and I don't understand this either, Brax, which is the alien, and we'll get to his CGI. <laughs> why, why he attacks, only one good guy fights him at a time, and everybody, and it's like supposed to save this guy, but they don't even run away. They just no. go and hide in a bush. Yeah, like... And like- some of the scenes they they don't they just stand there. Uh, my man from My Name Is Earl, who I feel like they tried to get Kevin Hart, and he was like, "Oh he man, was like, absolutely not." Yeah, that was it. That was the direction. He's like, uh, "Can you do more, Kevin Hart? Can you do a little? Yep. Can can I just get a little more Kevin Hart out of you?" And he put on his best, uh, you know, public access Kevin Hart per, uh, interpretation. But like half the scenes when like. I don't know what what they were throwing. Like it was supposed to be stars, but they were like circular. He was throwing the saucers, and it just was whooshing by. And he's he's a stormtrooper. It just shows that yep. every space invader cannot shoot anything uh, because he missed everybody except for the girl who I thought was going to be like a huge part in this, like the the criminal intelligence agent. And I was like, oh, yep. military agent. She's going to be like the love interest. No, she died fifteen Dead. minutes into the movie. Let's uh, I, I I don't know. All right, hold on. We're gonna jump around. Uh, we're not even really jumping around. We're just kind of just going by what they give us. Here's who we have in this movie: Tony Jaa, Frank Grillo, um, uh, Elaine Moussi or whatever. Um, a bunch of other guys. Oh, the guy that plays uh, the Captain Sand, who's an awesome. Um, you have Tony Jaa. Who gets the who who gets the longest fight scene? Yeah. No. 
Nicolas Cage gets a six-minute fight scene. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yes, he does. And he's using staffs. He's using swords. He's he's throwing stars. And all... and if you're thinking, wow, did Nicolas Cage like train up and get in shape? And no, <laughs> no, they panned he grew out. His hair out. <laughs> it's just so, they, and the only reason he did that is so the well he has the same wig that that other guy you know the stuntman has, but yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, they, and I checked it. It was like legitimately start to finish with six minutes. Yeah. Nobody else got a long, Tony Jaw, who, 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 who in real life is, you know, unbelievable. Some of the greatest movies that I've ever seen starring Tony Jaw. And they don't, they, they just, I don't understand. They pacified understand. him for 100%. They said, if you have, any I didn't even know he was ability, still in the movie at the end. Yeah, when he popped up at the end, and he's like, "Hey," I'm like, "I thought he died 25 minutes ago." I was like, "Oh, Tony Jaw's back." It was and just... they they like zoom in on his face, and he's smiling. I was like, "Where the fuck Tony Jaw go?" Yeah. <laughs> it was this movie chaos, 100 percent chaos. And I read that Nicolas Cage only shot like three days. Yeah, no, sure. And he because he had it, stunt doubles the whole time. Yeah, and the stunt double, I like he was great. He was so yeah. much better than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but, like, Nicolas Cage, I feel. I told Chelsea, I was like, I feel like he just rolled out of bed with whatever he was wearing the night before and just yeah. put his Ray-Bans on. And they're like, Nicholas, there's there's no Ray-Bans in, in uh, Cyprus. And he's like, I'm going to wear them. I'm, I'm going to wear these aviators. This is my this is my goddamn right. I'm Nicolas Cage. And he just walked through. Terrible. 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 And Tony right, Jaw. let's talk about. Who, Tony yeah, Jaw, ahead. who's a legend. He is making the worst movie choices of 2020. He's got oh, this, I know. and it gets worse. Monster Hunter, that's coming Ugh. out next, and that's going up against Wonder Woman at Christmas. He's just trying to break into the American market, and he's just this is what he's going to be known for. This was no this, one's ever going to go yeah. see The Protector. You know what I mean? Like, yep, this wasn't the way. Um, doing a Nicolas no, Cage movie. This is movie, not the way. That, <laughs> yes, we'll definitely talk the way. <laughs> Did you know that this wasn't supposed to be a Nicolas Cage movie? Who who was Bruce this Willis? Oh Jesus! It just just as bad. Yeah, he was meant to be Wiley, and he couldn't do it because he had a three movie deal or movie three picture deal with Movie Pass, uh, which I don't even know is still a thing. But he's got a couple oh, yeah. more movies left on that, and he couldn't do this. He's and, cranking out like three movies a year himself. Yeah, I think he's just trying to pad his pocket, which Bruce Willis says uh, uh, before he, you know. I don't know. It's silly. I don't know if he's going to stop, but he's just trying to make money because he's not a leading man anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's doing great commercials for Die Hard Batteries. Yeah. I mean, that commercial is better than this movie. Do you think that Nicolas Cage went to, signed on to this movie when they were like, listen, it's space, it's sci-fi, but it's also a comic book movie? But it's not a comic book movie. But every cutscene was a comic book. Doesn't mean it was based on a comic book. <laughs> but this is. I, I like how it. they're like, what's hot? Comic books. All right, yeah. well, let's make it look like. But there is no comic book. Like, yep. well, shut the fuck up. We're going to make it look like a comic book. The entire. Every. There's there's more. There's more comic book scenes than there are Frank Grillo scenes <laughs> and Tony Shaw scenes combined. <laughs> it's just like the rabbit, the rabbit hole. This movie was quite possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the CGI is easily, since CGI has been created, easily might be the worst 
bit of CGI I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I think, I can't think of anything worse. The blood is unbelievable. Like, why even bother? It was use, barbecue sauce. It was, it was Sweet Baby Dave's farm uh, barbecue use sauce. Use squibs. Inst- you, why do you need CGI blood? And yeah. When they show his face, it's just for them. We know this stupid movie, but when they show the alien's face while he's in the helmet, like every like, it's like every five five minutes they got to show him get angry and they show yeah. his like growl face, but it's horrible CGI. Never fits the helmet the same way. Like it's, I, I don't think it's the same face. It's always like turned in a different direction and it's from a different angle and it doesn't look the same. Why do you just keep, like, he, he, you know, dailies exist. They're looking at this every day. Yeah. Why don't you just say, well, why? It's, we don't need this. We could do the red glowing eyes. That's enough. We don't need this "This stupid face. They were like, this is, this is gold. This is, (laughs) this is gold. Dimitri, you, you struck gold again. This is going to make $20,000 in Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's what these you know when you get when you secure the 27 million dollars now you just put a bunch of yes men behind them i don't think you do 27 million dollars you make a movie and then you take whatever you have left over because you didn't spend 27 million and you just move to a different country that's all he should do he lives in cyprus now (laughs) he just he just lives there the whole time and you know i've never when i don't know what was worse as far as cgi was it the alien or the opening credit scenes where, like, the bottle rockets and the comet are flying through. Oh, my God, that stupid comet. So much um, sound and space in this movie. So much. <laughs> that is the loudest comet I've ever heard. It's like you hear you hear the lighter start and the, you hear the kerosene getting poured on it. Oh, my God. It's just there's no factual. There's nothing good about this movie. They used bullet time. Haven't yeah. seen that in, since 1999. <laughs> And it was worse. It was than a throwback. The this was a throwback. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it was so bad. Oh, that stupid camera angle where it was supposed to be like first person fighting. Yeah, oh, I was dizzy two minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, what? Shaky could, cams, quick cuts, bad I could have brought angles. Call of Duty in and played that if I wanted to feel and, dizzy. And they only did it. Okay. If you were, I didn't like it. But if you were trying to get behind it, what was that movie like? Uh, Hard Luck Hank or something? Hard Luck Henry uh, or hardcore, something? Hardcore Harry or Hank with uh Yeah, that was all Char- shot in first Char- person. Charlotte Copley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was that sorta. Yeah. Because then it would just like whoever was holding it would set it on the ground and then the guy would <laughs> run. Yeah. Do something. Go pick the camera back up himself and then fight. And it was like I don't know. I don't. It was know. man so versus many- wild. That's what we were watching. Like, yeah, be- it was like a, it was like a, it was like a vlogger. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was, wasn't. They have better cameras. This was shot by the Pauls, the Paul <laughs> brothers. This, when I'm watching this movie, where we're talking about the scenes, the worst scene was the one where the the things are flying by them. It looked like they were on a green screen. There was nowhere to go, and if they moved a little bit, the back screen kind of flickered a little bit. Right. And it, to your point when you said, like, they watched, like, the best movies, I feel like they bought the bootleg movies out of some guy's trunk, and they got Wanwick, and they got, like, you know, <laughs> Blade Dancer 2074. They got, like, all they these, got like, Atlantic Rim. Yeah, they got, like, Grand Theft Otter, and they're, like, running around and playing these stupid, like, this, yeah. it was, I, I don't I've know. Gotten, 
I mean, we've all gotten tricked by those movies. I, the only reason I know Atlantic Rim is because I bought it. Because mm. um, I grabbed it before I like really looked at it. I was like, oh, shit. This isn't the movie I wanted. Um, this isn't Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, and it's a, what's it? It's like one company that does them all. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's like that. It, that was their choice. That was the, the stuff they stole. Was that that garbage? But yeah, it, it turned out so bad. And like we we always kind of champion the the stunt company, like stunt workers, doing getting bigger roles in the movies like they're the real you know yeah. they're the real actors of the movies because they're doing all the roles uh not in this because i don't think elaine Mosai or musi is not a leading man i don't think he's a leading man no he's built like a superhero like if yeah he could be he could be an x-man he could be toad or something or a nightcrawler but he's I, every I, word that he said was like it was so forced like he was trying to be shakespeare yeah. in burma yeah, and it was all ADR, um, and it was, like, off. Like, he couldn't have a conversation. Tony Jaw was completely I, – I didn't know what was going on with him. He didn't he say a dumb, word, right? But, yeah, not really. I don't think so. But, I mean, for when Frank Grillo spoke to Elaine, Frank Grillo was – like, his was real, and it was, and it was in English. Elaine, who's French-Canadian, it was just all over the place. It was ADR and mm-hmm. – he could. I don't know what his capabilities are. He he does look like a superhero. All these people have. Well, not Nick Cage, but um, Nick Cage can all play these. Modoc. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they yeah. These are all superheroes or villains in Grillo's case, like legit on in his case. Uh, but they're just. I'm not gonna say he wasn't a good actor. This is just a bad movie. Yeah, and he had to put up a like nonsensical writing, you know, um, or I don't even I don't know. Um, who knows what was who knows what bill of sale they that that was sold to these guys, you know? Yeah, and then they, they get on set and they're like, "What the f- is this?" They probably build it as like sci-fi epic, gonna be a trilogy. Think Mortal Kombat <laughs> meets Power Rangers. Yeah, like, and that's. Not what we got. Like I saw better '90s Power Ranger episodes with better story arcs and graphics than yep. than this. Like your lead guy. Like I feel like if you're gonna hype up this alien Brax as the big destroyer as he is, the master, he's like a triple black belt in jujitsu. He trained everybody. The CGI needs to be perfect. Like his suit needs to be awesome. He needs to be imposing. What we got was a putty from '91, yep. just running around, and a bunch of VR troopers coming in here. And, like, doing their, you know, they all had their finishing moves. They had all their, the one girl with, like, the uh, the wrist uh, crossbow. She was pointless. Like, it's yep. just the whole, the whole point was, like, they were all trying to be wolves. And, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if Nicolas Cage said how about this, How about, how about, all the weapons were ridiculous and stupid. Hers yeah. was kind of cool. It was a wrist-mounted crossbow, mini crossbow, whatever. But how about Tony Jaws? Uh, like Home Depot, you know, it, it looked like black pipe painted white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his, his, uh, his and maybe even not. That might even be like PVC. Yeah, I thought it was PVC. I really did. Yeah, me too. Like with, with like duct tape wrapped around it for like grips. <laughs> yeah. And like he, he wielded like, it like a badass. Like he went I'm in like there the as a son champion. Of, like, he could have made this look awesome. Why did you get him some garbage? Like, don't even give him a weapon. Yeah. 
I, I don't understand. He is he's a human weapon and they gave him, yeah. you know, like cosplay weapons that you like you get like the red zip tie on when you go to a convention because it's a weapon and it's fake though. It just it was You know what could have worked? Let's like this is what we usually do. We we try to make it better. We've seen this pe- hot piece of garbage legitimately can't think of any one part that was good. No, this they is the worst Joni- dollars I've ever spent. Right. I got it. We can't do this anymore. I'm not I'm not feeding Nicolas Cage's alcoholism or yeah. Demi- like giving Dimitri a summer home in Cyprus. This is not going to happen. If they would have just said, forget the jujitsu. Okay. If they call jujitsu, have them do jujitsu. That's one. Anybody do it. The other thing they could have did was, you know, he. they said he came to the planet 2,000 years ago and trained these fighters. Or started training fighters because he wanted a good fight. Which is Predator, by the way. Or, you yeah. know, that's the exact story from Predator, the origins. So if he would have just said, look, different Predators came 2,000 years ago and taught different types of martial arts to different people. Because then you have Tony Jaw doing Thai fighting. You have Frank Rillo, like, you know, westernized boxing or something like that. And then you have somebody do actual jujitsu and somebody, you know, like... like Ten different people do ten different things. Well, this alien came and taught all these martial arts to these these people. That's the origin of martial arts on the planet. Great. That's a cool story. This jujitsu fighters that don't do jujitsu. We know what jujitsu is. The whole planet knows what jujitsu is now. It's like the hottest thing on the planet. Everybody knows it. It's not karate anymore. It's not 1985. Nobody watches karate. Right. It's jujitsu. And why we didn't see any of it. And why you think you can get away with that, I have no idea. Yeah, and they made, like, jujitsu like a an aura. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's within you. It's the force. They made jujitsu the force. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you, you are the Luke Skywalker of this universe. Like, no, you're not. No, no you're when, not. When, when Bobo, uh, Kevin Hart walks in at the end and goes, oh, you guys are jujitsu fighters? Is that why you're dressed like that? Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. And that like, is a nonsense. He's statement. translating terribly, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, come on. He's drinking poison. His name is Eddie Steeples, by the way. Yeah. And, like, but I saw him. I was like, I know this guy. And I was, I had to go to an IMDb, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, he's – he. I can't believe they went and got this guy. Like, I didn't know he was still acting. If you're an Army intelligence let – me, let me also do this. If you're Army intelligence – uh. You're telling me the first thing they do when you go overseas to do intelligence work is give you, you know, a 16-point font or 20-point font thing that says Army, America Army Intelligence. Because that's the most <laughs> ridiculous thing. Yeah. She was I'm wearing this tight uniform with this giant name tag that said Army Intelligence. Yep. I don't get that. I, I want. I wanted to watch. The I've known people credits. that worked in intelligence, and they're not supposed. They don't tell you anything. You're not yeah. really. It's not like you to know. Yeah, it's that I mean, whole. If I, I told might have you, met I had him, to but, kill you. Yeah, well, I don't even know that, but. But like, I feel like this movie was sponsored by Spirit Halloween. Like they got all the stuff like at the end of the year sale when it's ninety percent off, oh, yeah. and they're like, "Here you go." Like, surround yourself in cloaks, and Brax won't see you. But he can see you because he's got thermal energy night yeah. vision goggles, right? But he can't see you through fire. 
all they should have said was light the forest on fire and then right. draw them out. But no, it In was two thousand years. You haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, and they they kept calling Nicolas Cage was like the rabbit hole. He lived in the rabbit hole, and uh, Jake was the rabbit. But they were trying to be a pack. They were trying to be wolves and draw in the predator. Rabbits aren't pack animals and aren't hunting wolves in no world. Like it's not even Easter. If like all no. the Easter bunnies got together, like this is terrible. Which brings me to my questions: Could this be better if Vin Diesel were in it? Hmm. Well, that is the question, right? <clears throat> yes, because he's he is this better than Bloodshot? Uh no, no. No, this is easily the worst movie I, I've seen this year. Um, yeah, I still... <laughs> it is a it's a strong see, and it's not. If anybody is like, oh, I love bad movies, no, it's not even so bad. It's good, or yeah, there's, there's no, no redeeming nothing qualities. quirky. There's never going to be a cult following for this because there's no like. There, I hey who who I don't know, but there is nothing good. I I think everybody's bad in this. This is everybody's worst movie. Um, that's saying a lot for Nicolas Cage, but I still think that's the case. Um, I feel bad for Frank Grillo and Tony Jaw. I feel like yeah. their agents are just screwing them and they're saying, like, listen, it's COVID. Got to go out there and make that money. You got to right. support those Range Rovers because Frank Grillo <laughs> yeah. is a good actor and he's a good uh, – I've met him. He, he was a great guy when I met him. And Tony Jaw seems like a very stand-up dude, but these movies are trash. Stop doing them. Yeah. And, it, you know, yeah. we – We've talked about this before. Like, a guy like Dimitri gets this movie, and he might be the nicest guy. He might have donated a salary to charity, whatever. He got, he gets this movie, but Bat in the Sun can't get a movie. It's you know un- what I mean? I and and today I saw them post that their um the Ninja versus Alien, right? Yeah, got twenty like total twenty four million views over. Uh, two channels or whatever that's just for i mean that's an hour that's their first time for anything over an hour they've never done anything bad like literally they've never done anything bad um and they've only done it and they're not and and i won't say they've done it with nobodies but they haven't done it with name brand like guys you would know because they've worked on like shoestring budgets a couple million but that goes that almost completely goes into the the visuals and the look yep. of it you know it's not like salaries are paid i mean some of it is but um it's unbelievable that that they have to scrape and, and start like kickstarters and 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 fight their way onto youtube and nobody bats an eye at, at dimitri whoever making this garbage it's unbelievable yeah. to me yeah, this definitely broke down the difference between a movie and a film. This is a movie. <laughs> and yeah. what we're going to talk about now, uh, we have to rank this, but what we're going to talk about after this is a TV show that is turned being turned into a film, essentially, The Mandalorian. It's a long film. Um, what do you give jiu-jitsu? Jeez. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I... Uh... <clears throat> Point five. Okay, I gave it, it a negative even, two. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want it. Like, I get. I, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going negative two. Let's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I wanted to like. I wasn't sure if our scale allows for negatives or even zero, 
But it definitely does not deserve to be. There's no positives, and this will never. I can't wait to forget about this. Yeah, me too. Um, this is a this is a tough one. I still have love for Frank Grillo and Tony Shaw. Oh and yeah. I'm, hope, I'm hoping for good movies. I'm gonna see Monster Hunter, and I'll watch whatever Frank Grillo's in, uh, which is mainly the reason why I watch this. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go negative. Um, I hope they got a big paycheck for this. I hope so. I, I hope yeah, rent, I think this, this this is had to have been a COVID project, strictly a t- 2020 COVID project, just to keep the bill because no, you know, no major studios are really producing big money. Yeah, and, that's why um, it was shot in Cyprus. Right. So I'm hoping that's what this is. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. But we'll never talk about it again. This is the last time we'll ever talk about jiu-jitsu like this. We will actually talk about the martial arts practice. But let's go into uh, episode chapter 13 of The Mandalorian called Jedi. Uh, And again, spoilers to follow because we are going deep into spoilers here. Is this the best episode of The Mandalorian that we've seen thus far? It is. It is real close. Um, it, It... I think it delivered in everything that we wanted. Yeah. Uh, it delivered. I wasn't sure. Like, okay, so spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We get Ahsoka. Um, yeah. I was not sure what we were going to get with Ahsoka. Um, and it, it didn't make sense for her to take the child. Yeah. And train it. Or train, train Grogu. Grogu. And um, I'm glad they did it the way they did because I, I think um, it, it was the best way to make it make sense. And in, in the future, introduce maybe Sabine, maybe other Jedis yeah. by saying go to um, go to the temple or wherever and, and we'll, we will, uh, you know, you'll find a Jedi that could train. So I, I, I think it's the best way to... to introduce these extra characters that we're getting and she dropped Thrawn. Yeah. Uh we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Well let's, let's start uh, with Ahsoka. Uh when I thought when I saw we knew about a year ago that Ahsoka was gonna happen. And right. we knew that Rosario Dawson was getting casted and it's been speculated we're gonna get a spin off series, which I think this kind of set that up perfectly for yeah. said spin off series because I don't see Ahsoka being a huge piece in this current storyline unless unless you know thrawn is moff gideon's boss because moff isn't isn't a main boss car- uh, title yet but we'll get to that i thought when i saw the episode was titled the jedi we would get the final scene would be the reveal of ahsoka i didn't think they were going to come so out too. they came out guns blazing uh, yep. ahsoka was the first character you see Besides yeah. those, besides those cool military uh, troopers that they had, there, I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, the look is one hundred percent series accurate, character accurate. Like I know the the teeth on her head, the from the beast that she killed, were a little smaller than what we saw in Rebels. But like, you gotta be a little more practical. Uh, you can't have these yeah. long tusks coming out of your head and. You know, she has to do stunts like that. The dual lightsabers were awesome. I love that Mandal- uh, that Dinjarin didn't know what they were called. He kept calling them light sticks or like light swords or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I love that. The name reveal was huge uh, of Grogu. Huge. 
and they could have really like cheesed it up with a name and i think grogu kind of fits that universe uh, they could have called this like yaki or like yaddle <laughs> like you know we, we've got yodel or we got yaddle and and yoda well it was important that we get a name yeah because we it's been called rare rarely and i think we've tried to stick to the child but it's been called baby yoda so often yeah. but i i think it was important that uh the child gets a name um and and now we know it is some, something and um it, it i was i was <clears throat> it was getting a little sad when i was thinking oh no is he gonna have to leave the child yeah i was getting like old yeller vibes i was like oh yeah. no they're taking out behind the barn <laughs> There's so much to get into, though, like, how did the, I mean, it was hidden away, but why was yeah. it, why was it specifically, or why was Grogu specifically hidden away from the, the younglings purge mm-hmm. by Anakin? Um, yeah. But she was kind of talking, she gave a little uh, backhanded Anakin shout out there. Yeah. I'm thinking she did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I got, I got the Anakin vibes there, too. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot of questions about Grogu's backstory still, even though they gave us a hint, there's just so much there that we know still happened. Like, you know, how did they not hunt or how did Anakin miss him? Anakin yeah. would have had to have known. You know. yeah, he's got the highest midichlorian count in all of the yeah. galaxy. He could, he could sense how strong, uh, you know, they said Grogu suppressed the force, but at that time he was probably being trained in the force. So he, yeah. he was. He was at the strongest part of his force because he, it was at full effect. So I mean, was, was he training? He might even have been training with Anakin when Anakin first got to the yeah. to the academy. If maybe grew- maybe he didn't want to kill him because he thought that maybe in, he'll grow up and realize that Anakin saved him and or spared him, not saved him, but spared him, and he could be you know once right. once Darth became emperor. You could bring in Grogu as your, you know, your, your apprentice or your, not your Padawan, but yeah, like, maybe. you know, the, the Darth, but they, there's a lot, let's, like you said, there's a lot to break down. Thrawn, the hugest, hugest mention. Um, I almost yep. flipped my table when that happened. Like <laughs> I'm watching it with Chelsea. She had no idea what I was freaking out about. And I can't believe that we got that name dropped. It's a character yeah. that I've been hoping for. But when they dropped that name, and as I I've watched the episode twice, as I went back to the episode on those uh, the the military droids, the assassin droids, the hunter droids, yeah. If if you pause, like if you pay attention to their their side of their head, the temple part, there's the Seventh Fleet logo is stamped yeah. on their head, and it's very uh, dusty. And you okay. have you really have to focus on it, and that's Thrawn's fleet. So they gave it away, yeah. but the fact that Thrawn's coming into this, do you see? Thrawn being a major point in the Mandalorian story, or is that going into the spinoff if it ever happens? I don't know. Uh, it's got to be, it's got to be the Mandalorian, because um, if we're if we're if we're including Thrawn, who is you know uh, Timothy Zahn books, yeah. um, which I think might be my favorite of all time. Um, He's got two of that, the biggest characters under lock and key. He's got Thrawn and Mara Jade. Yeah. Which, again, like what we were talking about before, like they needed permission for from Zon to have these characters established. So we're a step ahead, and we might be getting right. closer to Mara Jade. But I'm sorry, I, I, I wanted to say that. 
No, no, uh, that's my point is like, um, he and, and Zon made Thrawn to be the, uh, biggest antagonist in the galaxy after Republic fell. Mm -hmm. So whatever happens between this and the first order in the future, uh, who knows, but Thrawn is the biggest antagonist in, in the books and, and. You know, um, and he knew the Empire was going to fall. That's why he stayed on his Star Destroyer. He like hid away, and yeah, there was big there was tension between him and and Vader. He knew Vader was a puppet, and he kind of just like it was right after Return of the Jedi in the story, right? And Thrawn, he's like just floating in the galaxy doing his own thing, like cloaked essentially. Yeah, and he goes and finds uh, the other Star Destroyers, all kind of stuff. Um, I. He's a big character, and he, I think he may be big enough to uh, bridge, you know, both series easily. Okay. I think, like, you know, yeah. like, I, I, I think, yeah, he could have a major role in the Mandalorian, and and like you said, um, Dartha or or um, uh, who's got the dark saber right now? Oh, Moff um, Gideon. Moff Gideon. Has to be working for somebody in, in yep. the Empire. Um, and really the only power, the power vacuum, the only person that's left to fill that that major power vacuum is Thrawn. Yeah. Um, because Palpatine's d- assumed dead. Right. Snoke, ha- Snoke hasn't been created yet, so Thrawn, yeah, like you said. like it. If we go Ninja Turtles uh, analogy, Moff Gideon would essentially be like Bebop and Rocksteady. And yeah. Thrawn would be Shredder, or you can go one up and Moff Gideon Shredder, and Thrawn is Krang. Yeah, I'm thinking of for Moff Gideon. I keep thinking about the Dark Saber and where it, I think the Dark Saber's got to create um, uh, has to go back to Mandalore mm-hmm. and 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 has to um, maybe Ventress. You know, we get the family again, or not Ventress, but we get the. Um, the family that 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 held or created the dark saber and all that. So the wit- the witches of Mandalore. Yeah, I, I think it has to go back to Mandalore and create the the. Uh, I think that's the thing that that all of the Mandalorians crowd around, and that's the real like how the Mandalorian story goes. But I think Thrawn is, I think he's bigger than that. I think he yeah. he's what holds the empire, the pieces of the empire, or, or together, or you know creates a new kind of empire maybe even goes into first order somehow um but yeah i think it's important that he uh he he's important enough that i think he could be on both shows yeah absolutely Uh, do you think that the last i'm kind of picturing the last scene of the this this season is going to be another moff gideon scene like we got in season one he's holding the dark saber is it moff gideon responding to a hologram of thrawn um, like what yeah, a cliffhanger right there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, something like that, or even we actually do see it, or something where you know our our attention is is drawn to um, Thrawn. Um, like we get a silhouette of like the white, yeah, the white suit, the blue hair, or the blue face, but we don't see the faces like the back of the headshot. Yeah, and that he's sitting cool. or like zoom out or zoom in 
from a, a star destroyer into the you know um, to to the, the the deck, and you know we don't see his face, but we'll all know. I think yep. um, um, <clears throat> uh, that could be pretty dramatic. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think that'd be awesome. I think he'll he will be a ma- I think he'll be a major player next year as yeah, much I as anybody can. Yeah, I don't want him to be a major player right now, and I think. The only reason I don't want that is because what we're building towards before Thrawn, because I didn't think Thrawn was ever going to happen this fast. What we're building to is the Force Dark Troopers, which is just a very cool story. It's a very cool, like, storyline that they could go to. So I want that. I don't want Thrawn to kind of speed up the the Moff Gideon storyline because as much as, you know, we love Giancarlo Esposito, he's really done nothing to this point in this series. But he's still the yeah. most badass character in the galaxy. So we're rooting for this guy to get more screen time. And then he, you know, they drop Thrawn and it's like, okay, he's just, he's General Hux now. Like, we're going to see him come in. And I don't want that to happen because I, I like where the potential of Moff Gideon is. And I like it where his yeah. storyline goes. I don't want them to be like, oop, Thrawn's here. And then it's nothing. I don't want it to get too jumbled like the Skywalker saga did. And I think that that, I don't think that that's where they're going to go because it seems like Filoni and... Uh, Favreau really know what they're doing. Like this was a yeah. one. Uh, Filoni wrote and directed this last episode. Um, I was telling Chuck, I think that um, Filoni and Favreau are single-handedly saving Disney, not just Star Wars. I, I think they're saving Disney. Uh, they're doing their best. Like anything, any non. I mean, this year, it's the only thing that anybody really cares about or wants yeah. to talk about. You know, nothing else is is landed well for disney it's the um, only thing that i got the disney plus for was for yeah. the first season of mandalorian and for season seven of the clone wars like i i could care less about mulan and i know we reviewed it but i could care less we gotta wait till 2021 yeah. which would have been the two-year mark of for um all the marvel stuff so it was mandalorian that like got those million dollar or million accounts you know yeah. that was the that's the reason nope do you think anybody's watching black beauty <laughs> no. I don't think so. I look, I when I first got Disney Plus and you know, I I tried. I tried to give everything a try. Yeah. Um nothing mattered. Like Yeah. It was Mandalorian. Occasionally like it, my daughter's not going to sit for 2 hours of of a Disney, I mean she's, you know, almost 5. Really doesn't care about, you know, she cares about the songs. And, and like Frozen, but not even that much anymore. Not Moana. We don't really watch any of that. And and I mean, I tried and I went through everything. And like Gordon Ramsay had a cool show. Uh, yeah, there's that, some good gem. There's some good stuff on there, but the, yeah, they're nothing not I would pay money. money for. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would, yeah. Um, so yeah, the only thing that's worth paying money for is is um, the Marvel stuff. And, um, Mandalorian. and Mandalorian. But to be honest with you, I have spent, I own all those Marvel things elsewhere anyway. Yeah, me too. On all, like, Amazon and everywhere else I bought. So, digitally, you know, it's great to have one place where I don't have to spend money in the future. But I own all of them now. Yeah. So... I look um, at it as like it's one less USB port that I have to, or uh, HDMI <laughs> port that I have to occupy yeah. <laughs> with a DVD True. or Blu-ray player. Uh, there's a question that's been kind of kicking in my head. We know that 
there was the the nod to Anakin where it was like, you know, you take him to the temple and he'll sit on the rock and if he's still tapping into a force, a Jedi will come and swoop in. Or she said, like kind of alluded to a Sith. Where do you where are you at with that? Do cuz like a lot of people are thinking it, this set up a a Luke Skywalker moment where we get a young Luke Skywalker, uh. hopefully played by Sebastian Stan coming in. Um Ezra Bridger's still out there, uh, and that could tie into the Clone or, or the Rebels stuff. Or my theory is that Reven's out there. Oh, um. and because he's gray, you know, he's once he got brainwashed, he went back to the Force. Could but wasn't he... that that was like three thousand years before the Battle of Yavin? Yeah, but he's still like he's essentially he, a mortal, he was right? a ghost for a while. Yeah. And and if this is a thing that has that much power, it could channel a a ghost or whatever. Yeah, if, if we get a force ghost of Reven, I'm I'll pay my oh, year yeah. subscription right there. <laughs> um, it could it, what it could do. It, it could um, I mean, this is a long shot, but it could be the thing that stirs Palpatine's loins. Yeah, and gets him working again. Like yeah. he hears the call of a powerful force user, yeah, uh, top of this rock. Um, and who knows? You know, we do see. I mean, we see active Jedi in the future, so they're out there. Um, get Samuel Jackson on the horn and have him come in there. I know a lot of people are like. I um, know a lot of people want Mace to show back up. Yeah, and Qui Gon's dead. Right, yeah, he got. I put, yeah. I put, well, no, I got, put those movies behind me. Yeah, but he's a he was the first one to talk about being a force ghost and using yeah. the force from the other side. Like he, you know, was training on that, and that's why you, you're supposedly that's he's the first um, of the new force ghost. But or I don't want to. Maybe I don't want to see an old like somebody we know. Yeah. I would like to see Palpatine maybe be alluded to for you know maybe this is the catalyst for palpatine trying to make it like another stab at it like his yeah. his clones we're seeing cloning and we've we made we've we've talked about that maybe this stirs him up but i i don't know i don't know who the jedi you know who the light side would send could it be Ezra? out there it would make the most sense we're, we're basically leaning hard into um Clone Wars or and Rebels, you know, yeah. we're, we're, and Rebels, so that would make the most sense. Um, Did you see the Boss Logic post that uh, who he wants as Ezra? No. Raul Coley. Hmm. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't He's be mad good, at that man. at all. No. But, uh, and and he, I think, I think Boss Logic has the Force or, or strong hypnosis because he. I think his I think ideas. I think he got he, Rosario he, Dawson the job. Yeah, I think his, his mock-up he, was he mu- perfect. He must have read the secret and and really applied yeah. it because like everything yeah. he does comes true. I don't know, like speak it into existence, but um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, and you know, we kind of think we've we've talked a lot about ah- Ahsoka, but we kind of forget Michael Beans in it. Yep, uh, yeah. he who is a throwaway character. Uh, he could. We really wish that he was Cade Bane. Yeah. Uh, I thought that would have been fantastic. The magistrate was awesome. 
Uh, yeah. s- second time we're seeing Ray's hair. Third time we're seeing Ray's haircut. So it maybe I'm 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 going to slowly lean into Chuck's opinion that I was looking too hard into that little girl at the school <laughs> being Ray. But overall, man, this was uh, an awesome episode. Another theory in my head. I got a ton of theories because I've again I'm crazy. Could Mara Jade be that person that's tapped into the Force? Well, um, yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, and Mara Jade isn't necessarily – she's not a Jedi. She was never – like, I'm trying to remember my Mara Jade history here. She she didn't train in, until she met Luke, right? Well, she was Luke, she worked, she was a bounty hunter. Right. Uh, was equipped with the Force, so she knew about the Force, bounced from Sith to Jedi, met Luke – Became Jedi and then went gray. Yeah, she was, but she was just a user, but wasn't a. a she yeah. was never trained in an academy or anything. Yeah, that's why she went Sith so fast. But, um, so yeah, I, I could bring her into the storyline, and, um, you know, we could see like her down to you know not not specifically like focus on her, but we could see her. You know, allude to finding a person or finding Luke or whatever. But, um, like, I, yeah, I don't know what this rock is going to do. Is it going to, is it going to send up like a beacon, like you know, a flare, think, or is it? Do you think he even takes him to the rock? Because again, like Ahsoka said, that Grogu sees Din as a father, and like it was, yeah. it was that closing scene where he's like whole cuddling him up and like swaddled him. I was like, he's not giving up this child. Like he can't. There's no way. No, I don't know. I I mean, I guess he's eventually going to have to make that decision. Does he just say screw it? You don't need to be trained. I'll just take you. Or or does he hope that he could find somebody to bring onto the ship with him and train him on the ship? Yeah, and be part of his his crew. Because he yeah. still might think the child Grogu needs training. It's the frog lady. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought. I was still until the very end of the show, like, okay, Ahsoka's just going to go onto the ship and become a crewmate. So did I. Or, or, or part of the crew. And, tra- and to be like, oh, I could train you on the crew. Um, or train you on the ship, and I, I, I we could do that. But um, it's I like crazy. how she's like, I'm not comfortable training them. You have to find somebody else. I think yeah. that was, you know, a great, great way to, like, not pawn them off, but... Give us some time. We don't need 13 episodes of Ahsoka right now. Yeah. I, I think that was a perfect thing, perfect amount right now. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried that because the series is just called The Mandalorian, that Din's going to get killed and another Mandalorian's going to take the place, like Sabine. And it's just going to continue. Like, it's just the title, and as it kind of moves forward, I'm, I'm very low on the meter of this is practical. Like, I'm like maybe 2%, but in the back of my mind, I'm like... What if he just gets killed? Or he could just he could just um, retire. Yeah, and say takes his helmet off and goes. This is the way yeah. he says it. This is the way, yeah. and it's he pisses off. Not necessarily the die. Just be like become what maybe all these everybody we've seen in in every episode. I'm trying to think real quick has had. A protector, like he helps a protector of a village out, yeah. With the marshal, with Jedi, with the, the last episode where he's helping, uh, what's it, protect the village. Yeah. So maybe it leads up to him becoming a protector of his own 
village or or planet or something. Like he becomes the protector. So he protects Mandalore. He realized maybe that would be cool. He realized that's cool. what he's supposed to do. Like he's supposed to protect people. That's what he's been doing for two seasons now. He's protected everybody he's come across, or or he's helped protect. Yeah, and so. he doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't know about the dark saber. He doesn't know nope. about Thrawn, which is absolutely crazy because now we're like, oh man, you you got a lot. You bit off a lot more than you can chew, my friend. But what do you <laughs> give this up? Ep- what do you give this episode? Oh, it's five out of five. It's over- five out of five. <laughs> Same here. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, so far I don't know. They they haven't they've gotten it right every time, which is crazy. Um. I don't. I don't know how what they're if they're going to be able to keep it up, but it's been great so far. Yeah, uh, I think they have a dream team with, and you know, this is not breaking news, but I think it's uh, a dream team with Filoni and um, John Favreau yeah. and company. I think that's a you you bank the uh, back the Brinks truck up to their their houses and say we want you to take this over, and uh, maybe yeah. get Filoni to do a Marvel movie or a series. I'd like to see that too. Yeah, if he wants to. Yeah. Or maybe just. Don't even bother. Just be like, look, man, we had Kennedy running. We had them running the Star Wars verse. That was a mistake. We're sorry. Um, we'll give it to you. Just, yeah. you know, run our universe. And it's kind of not John Favreau. Who, uh, John Favreau, I'm, I'm saying yes. But back, you know, 10 years ago, who knew that John Favreau was the yeah. guy for it? John Favreau, you know, hit a home run with marvel who knew yeah. he was also going to hit a home run with this the guy's obviously a genius uh with the right you know circumstances and with the right um it, it, whatever's in his wheelhouse and this is definitely in his wheelhouse and i agree let let him keep working let him keep hitting home runs so yeah i mean he's hit the trifecta he's done jungle book and he crushed it lion king made a lot of money and then marvel and star wars uh the list could go on but that's our episode man next week uh, it's December, so I think we should do a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay. So we could do – we'll pick it here. We could do Mel Gibson's Fat Man, or we could do Christmas Chronicles 2. Uh, we've seen the first one. It's Christmas Chronicles 2, more of a family movie. You can watch it with the kids. You don't have to yeah. turn it off. And it's Kurt Russell. Yeah, true. I feel like we can't always do the ones we think are going to be good. Uh, we definitely didn't do it this time. No. Do you want to punish we, ourselves back to back? Uh, yeah, I think I yeah. Why not? All right, Fat Man. It is. We've done so many good movies. Um, let's watch Fat Man, and we'll watch another guy tanking his career and making horrible decisions. Yep. It's a uh, Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins. Well, Walton Goggins, I like, but uh, yeah, me too. It's he's the Frank Grillo of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, times are tough i guess in 2020 so yep and uh, uh yeah we'll we'll watch fat man next week and we've got all of december to watch uh, christmas chronicles too but yeah, uh another that's our e- yeah yeah that's our episode follow us on social media the galaxy wars podcast every wednesday the active geek podcast and uh, here's 20 dollars. buy yourself something nice